Welcome into Defeating the Curse. Still Defeating the Curse. It may become Defeated the Curse. Will probably still be just DTC for short. First Redskins podcast of the 2018 season has arrived. We are a week from from uh, training camp. We are a week from seeing Alex Smith actually throw passes that matter. We are a week from seeing a much improved defense take the field as one cohesive unit, hopefully. We are a week from Darius Geis taking the field and actually showing us what running backs are supposed to look like and supposed to play like. We are a week from the Redskins' march to the Super Bowl. And I'm. this is not just standard Redskins fanboy talk. This is what I actually believe will happen. And I will get to it, uh, or I'll get to specifics as to why in a little bit. LP's on the podcast. Welcome back, LP. FP is on the podcast. We haven't seen FP since the Caps won and brought the trophy home. And uh, Manny Benton, back on the podcast. It's been an entire year since Manny joined us last offseason to talk about the Redskins. But we are excited and happy to have him back as well. Manny's been close to the Skins for a long time. We appreciated his insight last year. We're looking forward to getting his insights this season as well, or this offseason as we get ready for the season as well. And I, I want to do things a little bit differently here. Let, let's give uh, let's give the folks that are listening something a little bit different. I want to go predictions first. Let's go schedule first. You know, what do you think? We're not going to go game by game, but what do you think their final record will be? Do they make the playoffs? Do they do they go far in the playoffs? Do they win the Super Bowl? And then we'll get into some of the specifics. I'm going to try to keep us off of Kirk Cousins. I know LP is chomping at the bit to get into into Cousins. You know, maybe we'll give him like 30 seconds somewhere in the middle of the podcast to talk about it. Um, but I want to talk about expectations up front and first because I've been watching this team for the better part of a couple weeks now. I've been watching what Darius Geis has been doing in the community specifically. I'm blown away by him. And uh, I'm starting to buy into what Bruce Goose, uh, you know, Bruce the Goose and, and, and Dan have kind of put together here. I, I like what I'm seeing so far, especially from the defense, at least on paper. So, FP, let's go to you first, and then LP, and then we'll bring in Manny, uh, Manny Benton, and, and we'll uh, we'll take things from there. So, FP, what do you expect from the Redskins in 2018? Um, I am a little bullish on this team. I'm excited to see what we can do. Uh, you know me; I'm a defense guy. I think we definitely addressed a lot of needs, especially on the defensive line. Um, I'm excited to see how we handle losing the cornerbacks that we lost. Um, but more importantly, I think overall this team has addressed a lot of the needs except for one, which was left guard, which is still a huge uh, missing gap. But I think overall, I think we can get 10 wins. Keeping it simple and realistic, 10 wins for us. Playoffs or no playoffs? I will say playoffs, but I will not say a playoff win. Okay, LP, what's going to happen to the Redskins? I don't get it, LP. I don't get why you would be bullish on this team. I think I'm all in on this team. We have beat the D.C. curse. We are now Stanley Cup champions. We are a championship town. The Redskins are going to go 13-3. and The Redskins have improved. Let's let's list this out. Defensive line, improved. Quarterback, push or improved. I mean, there's no way it's it's a worse, right? I think we can all agree on that. Or I think most people can agree on that. Offensive line, the same. Receivers, I, I got to go uh, gotten better. Running back, I got to go gotten better. Uh, defensive, uh, we talked defensive line. Linebackers, the same. Safeties, cornerbacks. Okay, maybe that's the one position that we've taken a step back in. But 
I'm all in on this team. 13-3, and three, win the division, uh, you know, m- maybe even win a playoff game. Uh, you you missed miss tight end, which is still terrible. And unless unless Jeremy Sprinkle is going to come in, no, it's not a push. It's bad. It's bad. What, how is it any worse than last year? You have Jordan. You Reed didn't. Who, who you didn't play. add. Did they add somebody that I missed? Did Did Vernon Davis go? Uh, did he get younger? He he dropped. Have you seen his body? Uh, he got he, he got <laughs> Alex Smith back. Have that's you a, seen that's a terrible Davis argument body? for how the the position has gotten better. Can, Let's I, get, can I just say Vernon, one thing? Congratulations, Vernon Davis just got married, and as we all know, the, at least the married guys here, you just get younger in marriage. That's it. Can I just say one thing, LP? Bullish is a good term. Thank not you a bad for term. thank you for defining it for him because it was clear that uh, <laughs> his uh, thesaurus <laughs> uh, no let idea. him down. The dictionary there failed you. Uh, I, said, I said I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Manny, bullish let's... is not as <laughs> bullish is a good phrase. Yes. Figure it out. You'll get there. Phrase. Uh, You'll get there eventually. Take that one offline. Let's get Manny in here. Manny, what is going to happen to the Redskins in 2018? I want to say first of all, I agree with you on the tight end position. Uh, I do think that that's something that they should have kind of looked at a little more this offseason, although, you know, it, it, you can't really debate them, you know, drafting one higher. There really wasn't much out there in free agency, but I think that is a position they're going to regret not really focusing in on a little more. But as far as the record, I think if anyone thinks this team is not going to be at least in the hunt for the playoffs next season, then you're crazy and you're not really watching what this team has done. Um, I, I'm – I'm shooting for about a 9 or a 10 win season this this year. I feel like they're going to be in the playoff hunt. Um Alex Smith, if you look at his history, has always, you know, generally got his team, you know, at least in recent years to uh to the playoffs or in the playoff hunt. So I feel like, you know, he can he's the guy that's going to be able to get this team over that that hump um to be able to get that extra win, those extra wins to uh, you know, get you in the playoffs. Well, you said it, so let's talk about it. Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins. Let's please, please try to limit the Kirk Cousins, and I, I will mute you if you go too long here, LP. Uh, let's just real simple: upgrade, downgrade, or push. Let's just set the table here first, and then we'll get into specifics. Uh, FP, you go first. Alex Smith, you know, Kirk is the new quarterback. Kirk Cousins, obviously, now in Minnesota. Uh, downgrade, upgrade, or push. I will say upgrade and that's it. That's it. Hold nothing. on, hold on. We'll, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Right, so you're right, you're going right. upgrade. LP downgrade, push. upgrade, push. push, push. Manny, how about you? Downgrade, upgrade, push. Upgrade. Upgrade. Wow. Okay. And I, you, I, Joe. I, I I'm gonna say it's a push. I, I think um you know and the, the, now we can take it maybe a step further here. I think the thing that Alex Smith brings that Kirk Cousins never really was able to deliver was that steady hand. Uh, Kirk could make plays, and we saw him do that last season when he went to Seattle through a crazy pass. Like, we've seen him do it time to time, but we've also seen him, uh, you know, I'm not going to say deer in the headlights or, or shrink when the, on the biggest stage or in the biggest moments, but more often than not, he doesn't make the play or the pass or complete the play or complete the series when they just need, the, you know, they just need him to do something. Uh, Alex is kind of the opposite of that. So, you know, Maybe you're maybe it's a small step down. Like, I think Kirk has a bigger arm, but Alex is a vet man, and and he's proven that he can win. He went into Kansas City. Now he had some targets in Kansas City. He had some great running backs too. But I look at this roster and I look at the people that are around him. I don't see a deep threat. Uh, I don't see someone that's going to take the top off a of defense. So I think that's going to hinder his performance a little bit. But I think he's the guy that can grab him, grab anyone in that huddle 
you know, by the chin strap and tell them to, you know, shut up well, or, or, I mean, or stay Paul focused Richardson or whatever. Will, will do that a little bit. He, he may, he may, but he's not, he's not, uh, what's that boy in uh, Casey, uh, uh, Tyreek Hill, he's not he's not one of well, the four yeah, fastest guys not, in the league, right? But. So the thing I like about Alex Smith is he's proven that he can do it. He's done it consistently, and he he's actually a perfect fit for Gruden's offense. So those are all benefits. What he what he and lacks I, is just uh, I mean I'm gonna miss Kirk. Like I'm just a Kirk guy. It's hard to to see him go, but he's kind of struggling so far in the off season with the Vikings. So you know I'm looking at it and I'm saying oh yeah, okay like what's the worst that can happen? Alex Smith is certainly not a downgrade. Uh, but from what I see, he, he's not going to have that deep threat that he had in Kansas City, and I think that's going to cause some problems. Uh, you know, and Darius Geis is an unknown, and and in Kansas City, he had some stud running backs uh, the last couple of seasons. But that that's just my take. That's why I think it's a push overall. It's a push. I don't think it's a noticeable upgrade or downgrade. Uh, but he wants to be here, and I want people that want to be here. That that's my take. FP, what did you want to say? Um, I'm going to say typically I would have gone push and a lot of the reasons you mentioned would be why, um, but I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to say upgrade because a quiet off season is basically what the Redskins had. And you had Alex Smith come in, say the right things, learn his playbook, do everything he had to do. No headlines were generated from the media. Everyone just nodded along and let the Redskins do what the Redskins have to do. And this is kind of stealing LP's thunder, but Kirk talks a lot. Uh, and sometimes he's eloquent, but sometimes he stuffs his foot in his mouth and says something that all of a sudden generates a headline and generates controversy. And then that's some, that's stuff that I am happy that we don't have anymore. Well, so to, for to that, be fair, for that to be reason, fair Alex I Smith walked into Bruce Allen's office on day one and asked him if he was doing any work. So I, I don't know. Fantastic. If, that's a fantastic. I know. I know. It was a little tongue in cheek, but uh, okay. LP, what, what's your, why do you I say I don't think push? it was tongue in cheek. I just think he really wanted to know, are you actually doing anything here? <laughs> no. LP, but, give, give us your thoughts here, but, but please minimize, please minimize the cousins fanboy, please. And, and I'm sure everyone's heard it. The bleacher report report from what a week ago or something where cousins basically said, in Washington, he didn't really have a platform to lead. And he may be a little bit correct in the sense that the organization clearly was not fully committed to Kirk Cousins ever. Because if they were fully committed, they would have gotten something done. But they, but weren't, they weren't even partially paid, committed. <laughs> they weren't even well, like 10% well, committed. No, they are committed. When you're paying no, they were paying $20 million him, but they didn't, no, no, a no, year. No, no, no. They were never football. committed and that's to him. $24 million a year, and then you're giving him a, a, the team captain. That to me is a platform. When you keep calling him want. Kurt and his name is Kirk, you're not committed to him. But okay, the money says differently. For two years or three years, whatever it is that they paid him, you know, sixty million dollars or however much it was. Um, I, I just I don't I don't buy it that he didn't have a platform to lead. I I find it more of a cop out. And you know, I, I'm a Kirk Cousins guy, just like what you said. And I've always been a supporter of him. And you know, I said it's gonna really suck when he leaves the Redskins, but. Um, you, you know, I, I think some of the struggles that we're seeing and some of the things that he's saying now are like, man, I'm I'm kind of glad that we're over this and we just me too have a team that's gonna play football and sure that's it. And given what they're but paying it, Alex, they got they got some value. They got some value, uh, you know, at the position too. I mean that that should be did. that should be underscored as well. Manny, why were you saying Alex Smith is an upgrade? And and uh, you know, admittedly, you're closer to the team than we are and have been for many years. But why do you see Alex Smith and say upgrade? I think there's a, a few things 
that Alex Smith does better than Cousins. And I think, you know, on the surface, um, I think many will kind of kind of look at this as like a lateral move. Um, but I think there's a few things that Alex Smith does better. I think, number one, he gives you consistency. Um, I, I just feel like he's more of a consistent passer. And I think, number two, he's better with the off-schedule plays, which is something that this team has been missing at the quarterback position since uh, Robert Griffin, to be honest. Um, and then he gives you leadership, which, you know, and Cousins talking about not having a platform to lead, which to me is just crazy because you are the platform. You're the quarterback. You create that platform for you to lead. You come in, you know, and, and you create uh, leadership opportunities. And I just feel like Cousins made too many excuses um, for for him not being able to have that kind of leadership. I think it was, too, you know, too often where you would see him, um, you know, sometimes during the game, um, he'll make a mistake. He'll put his head down. You see Trent Williams come up to him and, you know, try to get him to lift his head up. And it's like, come on, man, you're the quarterback. You're the leader. You you can't do this kind of, you know, these kind of things. So I think Cousins, that's that's on him for not having that platform. If he think he didn't, thinks he didn't have it, you know, that's something that a quarterback comes in and, you know, you take the bull by the, you know, the, the horns and you be the leader. And I think that's what – Alex, Alex Smith has done since day one, since he's come in the building, you know, he's established himself as a as a leader, and I think that's really going to benefit the team. I agree. Thank you, Holy. Manny. Thank I you. I agree. Joe is and, stupid. And and <laughs> the other thing, the other thing about that, if, if you didn't have a platform to lead, why are you talking about that now? Why are you talking about it in hindsight? That's so petty right. to me. Just yeah, absolutely. Know, like forget just it. Shut like, up and learn your yeah. your offense and leave us alone. Just just say it. I didn't want to be in four ninety five traffic anymore. I was sick of it. Yeah. And real quick, guys, I think, to be honest, and, and I've always felt this way, um, I still think that Cousins still has just a little bit of animosity towards, you know, just the whole situation with, you know, being drafted behind Griffin and just oh, how no. he was treated. Oh, no. I, still, I mean, I hate to throw that out there, oh, but I feel no. like he still is holding on to that. <laughs> Dude, because, I, I mean, things like this, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that otherwise. I think you're absolutely right, and and him, um, you know, don't forget early in the career, like he wanted to get traded, right? He didn't right. want to be a backup anymore. So I can't well, believe we're talking right about RG three. Oh my god, someone let's, just let's, shoot me. Let's move on from Kirk and Alex. <laughs> Does RG three <laughs> land a starting job? Yeah, RG three is going to be cut by the Ravens because they drafted RG three, who's five years younger <laughs> and has knees that work. Okay, end of story. Finished. Uh, okay, let, let's get back into Redskins here. So I, I like what FP said at the beginning here. He, you know, he's got he's got them winning however many games. Defense being the biggest improvement. I like what they did in the draft. Again, I, I don't understand why only drafting Alabama players, but I'm okay with it. And if it brings some type of, you know, special sauce or secret handshake to you know to the team and and they work better together at this level because they have some exposure to each other, I'm not necessarily buying into that because. This is an NFL team. It's professionals, and they're, it's a different playbook, et cetera, et cetera. But I like it, and and I like the way they drafted this offseason. Cornerback is still, you know, I a part of me every time I'm going to see Alex Smith, I'm going to think about what we had to give up to get him, and that's kind of problematic for me. We gave up a really good corner to get him, or at least one that was on the rise. Uh, the best corner we have on our team right now is a 30 year old who's getting fined actually because he he missed too many. Uh, too many OTAs or whatever it was. I mean, not fine. He's getting his salary reduced by 200K. 200K. Yeah. But looking at this defense, the defense wasn't the problem last year, and they made it better. And I like Ooh, that. Oh, no, no, no. 
defense is absolutely the problem. They're last in rushing well defense. I don't I mean. think it was I don't think it was the problem that I that had to be addressed. I think running back was a much bigger problem. I think wide receiver play was a much bigger problem. I think let's in, be realistic your so, injuries were the biggest problem. Well no okay, so that's but, that's but the you're main always thing gonna have you injuries. have to separate you have to separate the two. If you don't factor in injuries and you just look at roster quality the defense was the problem, and it was the defensive line because they couldn't get off the field. That's just basic football. That They okay, were the so problem. I, I can support your argument, and I would say it this way. The offense scored enough points more often than not to win games. However, however, I would, I would still argue that they scored those points in the latter half of the, the fourth quarter when they were behind. There was a lot of – I mean, you could really go back and look at it, you know – yeah, they, they we should have beat the Saints, right? We should have, we should have beat the Saints in, in New Orleans, but nonetheless, I think we upgraded at defensively big time here, and I think if we're healthy, I think we're going to be a much better defensive team. I, I don't expect us to finish last than anything. However, Manny, you know, I, I want to get your take on this. I mean, if you were going to grade the the Redskins draft across the board. Most people either gave them a, a C plus, a B. I saw one B plus. How would you grade their draft? Yeah, you know, I, I like their draft. I, I would probably, I, and I'm not a big fan of grading drafts, um, but I would probably be in that above average, you know, area. Um, I like what they did by getting Geis second round. I was not, um, the initial shock of drafting Deron Payne round one, I think a lot of people kind of, figured they would um I, I didn't love taking him there uh, just because I feel like if you're if you have a top 15 pick I feel like you need to take a player that affects the pass game and to me although they're projecting him to eventually be able to be you know develop into a pass rusher he's super young maybe he will but I just feel like you you want to get somebody in that top 15 um that can come in day one and affect the pass game because that's such a, a big deal in today's NFL, but um, I think he will, you know, address the, the run-stopping need. But, um, you know, I, I would definitely say above average. I think they're, they're a surprise pick. I think the, the pick that's going to be a surprise may be Tim Settle. I think he could eventually be, you know, one of the star players from this draft. So so were you a Vita Vea guy? Um, no, I wasn't a Vita, a Vita Vea a guy. I, I kind of like more so – um, where where they were picking, um, I prefer for them to go corner or safety. Um, so with the Florida State safety there, I felt like they, they probably could have gone that route, although they have a young guy in Nicholson. But I just feel like he could have came in and just addressed a lot of, you know, a lot of needs on that back end because he's so versatile um, yeah. for a guy like that. So I just feel like, you know, at, at that pick, and that's just a personal preference, I've always said top fifteen. You should you should take somebody that affects the pass game. Yeah, I, I mean, but they did address a little bit on like the the supplemental draft. The uh, um, the kid from Virginia Tech who's obviously got some issues or or whatever. Who I love. There's, was the reason why he's in the supplemental draft. But I mean, that's a yeah. prospect who could come in and and you know do something and actually like prove himself. Oh yeah, I, I love Adnis. Um, I uh, watched this film. I guess it's been three years now. Um, indirectly, I was watching the Florida State play. I don't know if it was Fuller or who it was, um, but I remember just tweeting about this this freshman um, who was playing in the back end. He was playing free safety at the time, and I mean he was just showing up every single game, 
and um, I found out that it was him. So I've been following him, you know, every year since. I'm a big fan of him. I think you think, um, you know, as long as he can keep himself, you know, under control, his character in check, and all that stuff, I think he can potentially be a, a really good player down the road. Well, I think he's got the support in Torian Gray, and he's got like other B Tech guys and Settle, and you know, so I think yeah. he's got he's got the support system to succeed in the organization. So I'm excited to see what he can bring to the field. Absolutely. Let me ask you about this. Um, there's, a, there's a whole lot of talk about uh, Fat Rob getting in shape, and then um, you know all the Capri Bibbs and all the other running him, backs. Do we just call him Rob now? No longer fat. <laughs> what What do you see as the running back position? You know, how do you see that shaking out week one? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be crazy if if Geis is not trotted out there as your day one running back. I mean, he's he's just, he's the ticket seller this year. I mean, he's become the star of the team um, this off season, and and just just from a pure talent standpoint, to me, he's the best back by by far. Um, talent-wise, you know, taking Chris Thompson out the picture because that's just, you know, that's a different player. Um, talent-wise, he's he's your best back. I think you trot him out there day one as a starter. Do you do you think we go running back by committee and still ha- kind of have Samaje in the mix with CT and Geis? Or I mean, they can't carry four, can they? No way. No they carried no. four. Uh, what was it last year? Or the year before? I think yeah, they carried four. But, four. Okay, mm. but they carried four because they didn't have one. Now they at least have one. Right. So uh, I mean, and, and someone was so, inactive, and then you got also go look at special teams. Who's going to play on teams? I don't think Samaje can play on teams. Fat Rob, I don't think he's fast so enough. Do you, to play on do teams. you just carry two, or do you carry CT, Samaje, and Geis? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, I think they're going to try to see if Samaje can be a kick returner or something. And if he can get that, you know, out the way, that may that may, you know, save his job. But I do think they probably will go with with three. I think it will make more sense if they go with three running backs. I think okay. you should trot out Fat Rob as a trade bait. Nobody wants a running back. No one's going to trade for a running yeah, back. Nobody wants a running back. Nobody wants him. So thanks for sharing my idea down, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> stay, staying on a uh, staying on offense, Manny. Let's let's go receivers. Uh, we got Paul Richardson uh, drafted. Uh, Trey Quinn, Cam Sims was an unrestricted free agent. You uh, lose Ryan Grant, who LP started to love. You lose TP, who was a bust. Um, you hope Doxson's healthy. You hope Crowder gets back into his groove. Do we have a thousand yard receiver this year? Does Alex Smith make our receiving core look amazing? What do you what do you think is going on with that? Uh, yes, you will have a thousand-yard receiver. That will be Jamison Crowder. I think he's going to be absolutely amazing. With Alex Smith, I think that's going to literally be his his top target um, on the team this year. Um, that's that's a guy that I think is really going to take his game to the next level, especially with Smith at quarterback. There were so many times last year and in the year before, you know, his rookie season where he was open and just didn't get the ball. That's another story. Um, you know, I like I like their receiver position. Um, Paul Richardson, I like him a lot. Um, I liked him coming out of Colorado, uh, well, UConn, and um, and uh, I remember just watching his film, you know, when he was in college, and he reminded me a lot of um, Chad Ochocinco. And I just think that, you know, in Seattle, he didn't get used properly mm-hmm. um, and, until, you know, he had his health injuries, you know, his health issues. But um, 
last season he showed that he, you know, is a player, um, you know, especially early in the season. So I, I really like what he brings to the table. A lot of people are, are kind of projecting him as like a Deshaun Jackson on this team. I don't think he's that at all. Um, in fact, I think you can kind of draw more parallels to Pierre Garçon with Paul Richardson than you can with Deshaun Jackson. I think they just look at his speed and think that that's what he does well. But to me, he's going to be more so of a guy that does those bang gates, does those outs. And, you know, he can get downfield as well. But to me, he's going to be a guy that's just going to be, you know, explosive more so after the catch and, and be a guy that you can just throw the ball up to and um, and get those dirty yards. Um, as for Doxon, um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he progresses. Um, I, I, if he, at the very least, continues to be just a touchdown guy, I think, you know, you have no issue with that. Uh, for me, um, you will want more from a first-round receiver, you know, as far as yards and, and all that stuff and just being the number one, you know, dog out there. But if he's just a touchdown scorer and a red zone guy, I think that's okay. Um, but he has an opportunity this this season to really just up his game. It'll be interesting to see how he proceeds with that. All right. I, I agree with you on, on, on all those points. I just want to bring up one last thing about the receivers, and that's Trey Quinn because he actually has been getting uh, noticed a lot uh, for for being the, the last pick in the draft. Um, and a lot of people are saying he would be a nice um, emergency replacement if Crowder gets injured. Do you think that he will actually see playing time? People have asked me this on Twitter, and they get mad at me when I say no. Because to me, Maurice <laughs> Harris makes the team, and Maurice Harris can play inside and outside. I don't see why you would keep Trey Quinn um, unless he's just a special team demon. Um, for for this team, you know, day one. I think he can make the practice squad, but Maurice Harris, you know, if he's healthy and everything, should be able to make the team and play inside and outside for you. There it is. I knew Maurice Harris was going to come up. That's your boy. That's my boy. I love him. I love him, too. (laughs) I want to switch things and get into defense here. The linebackers, maybe – so Pro Football Focus, I think, has them as the linebackers on the Redskins ranked as the sixth – best unit in the league Manny should we be buying into that and buying into this hype I I mean obviously we know what Ryan brings to the team he's been doing it for seven seasons now entering his eighth year they said they had a bad injury uh to uh to Trent to start uh I think it was ACL I believe a few weeks ago or a month ago he's done um they didn't re-sign Galette they they let they lost a couple other pieces but they drafted well um what do we do here do we buy into this or not I like the edge rushers. I don't love the inside linebackers. What? No um, love for Mason Foster? No love for Zach uh, Brown? <laughs> I think Zach, Zach Brown, now don't get me wrong, I think he's one of the top inside linebackers going downhill in the league. But when you have him moving backwards, that's where your problems are. And I think he, he saw some, some issues with that last year and coverage and just, just anything with him moving backwards. Is not good for you. Mason Foster, kind of the same thing, but he's more. Um, to me, he has more inconsistencies. So I don't, I don't love, especially Foster. Um, Foster, um, I think Brown is, you know, just one of the top as far as like run stopping and going downhill. But as you know, as far as your edge, edge rushers, I, I love Preston Smith. I feel like he's going to take that next hump. I feel like they should resign him right now because he's going to be a double-digit sack guy next year. 
Um, and I think that he's one of the emerging young pass rushers, best, you know, young pass rushers in the league. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan's Mr. Consistency. I think where your issues are is your depth there. Um, I don't love Ryan Anderson and some of the other guys um, behind I think your top two. There's a lot of hate on Ryan Anderson, but I don't, I don't think he should be getting it yet. Um, I mean, he was only in like 80 pass rush plays last year. So I would hope he has a, a much bigger upside and, and a much better second year, but uh, I'm not ready to, to to give him any of the hate yet. But I agree with you that the, the depth is definitely an issue outside and inside because you got Vigil, Martel Spate, Harvey Clemens, and uh, the rookie uh, Dion Hamilton. Uh, the, the, the depth on the inside is the scariest to me. I want to get your take on this, Manny. I'm really excited to see what uh, Josh Harvey Clemens can bring to the team, like this this uh, camp and preseason and all that. Who? I feel like he's got Josh Harvey Clemens. <laughs> give, give me a backstory. He's the, Josh yeah. Harvey Clemens is is the Mister. Uh, what did he he get? He got the interception for a touchdown on uh, the last preseason game last year. Really athletic guy. He's a little undersized for. Um, this just uh, feels like a terrible linebacker. question. But he okay. was a safety in college. That's all you need to know. He was a yeah, safety in college. He's, he's essentially he's the Sua Cravens who's supposed <laughs> to be, right? <laughs> oh, he really is. Well, then I hope, he doesn't Manny. I hope he doesn't want to play football anymore. <laughs> I'm not asking you, you guys because you don't know anything about football. Manny, back me up here. What are you thinking about Josh Harvey Clemens? Yeah, I'm interested in just seeing how he progresses because he has a skill set there that I feel like, you know, and, and we laugh about Sue Cravens, but I really liked him, at you know, when he played linebacker. I think he made a lot of impact plays there, and I, I started to understand how they, they wanted to kind of scheme that defense around him as an inside linebacker. Yeah, but Manny, he didn't, wanna, he didn't want to play football. Like, uh, I mean, we he all liked him, football, but he, he just... You know, he didn't want to play linebacker, yeah, but... You know, Clemens, you know, to get back to him, I think he, he, he's a guy that you can, you can bring in and, and really just mold at that position, and, and he's all ears and, um, and really is interested in playing a position unlike Cravens. Um, so I'm interested in just seeing how he moves forward, you know, in camp and, and preseason and just matures at the position, as you said, that he's, he is a little undersized um, just as far as weight and everything. Um, but I feel like he has an element to his game that could really up the, the ante on this defense if he really puts it all together. So we're, as we get into like the latter part here of the, uh, of this episode, I got two questions left for the, you know, for the whole group here. The last, last one will be, you know, we'll, we'll pick on maybe one team each that we, we expect some big things from this season outside of, I mean, I suppose it could be in the NFC East or anywhere else around the league. Uh, but Manny, I want to get your take on the tight end position because that for me is a, I mean, that's a position that, you know, a generation ago or maybe even a decade ago, it would be, it was a nice to have, but now it's a must have. Jeremy Sprinkle is an interesting non-prototypical tight end because he doesn't have the greatest hands, but he's huge. I mean, he is, he is a, a industrial or commercial fridge with feet. He is incredible when you just look at him. LP talked about Vernon Davis, and he's apparently in the best shape of his life, whatever. Uh, you know, but the, the whole unit, everything here, I believe, still starts and ends with Jordan Reed and his ability or lack thereof to stay healthy. The Skins really didn't address that position during the draft. They didn't do much in the offseason either here, unless I'm missing something. 
Do you think Jordan Reed can give them 10 games this season? 10 games? Uh, oh, I would hope so. You know, I think history history says that he's not going to play a full season, number one. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's amounted a lot of injuries. He's not getting any younger. Um, so we're still banking on him just really, really reaching his full potential. And we've seen a lot of flashes. He's had a lot of success. Um, but I, he hasn't quite reached the the mountaintop. You know, he could be a really, really, really good player. And um, because of the injuries and everything, we haven't completely seen it. So I think you're banking on him uh, uh, playing this season at a high level, and I think that's that's going to be tough to see. I mean, they've, they, they've invested a lot of money in him, um, and you would hope that he will be the Jordan Reed that, that the Redskins fans have grown to love um, when he's on the field. But I think you're, you're banking on him, and, and history has said that it's just not going to you know, happen. It's not going to happen where he's going to play a full season and, and be healthy for you. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if this – well, you know, take it a step further, Manny. If he's not playing a full season or, you know, we're going to get – we're going to see a good amount of Vernon Davis. We're going to see a good amount of some other guys at that tight end position. Uh, I mean, is Vernon Davis the best option they have, in your opinion, beyond him? Yeah, I think that's that's your most trusted option behind him. And, and, and luckily, you know, you have Alex Smith who knows Vernon Davis. But Vernon isn't getting any younger. And Vernon wasn't great. I mean, you know, he has he's had his flashes, um, and he had his flashes last year, but I don't think he was, was great at the position. I, I agree with you, and we saw that yeah, consistency. You know, the consistency was a problem for him. There's a few games that really stand out, the Saints game being one of them. But even later in the season right. when he stepped into the, you know, into that, you know, the, the two-down role as tight end, you know, when, when Reed just wasn't available, that you could tell, like, he was winded towards the end. He didn't – like, he's just not – you can't ask him to do things that he was doing a decade ago. You just can't. And, Absolutely. you know, it's one thing when he comes in to spell Reed for a, a series here or there or come in on third down or some, some crazy package where maybe they're both on the field. But, you know, if you're going to rely on him to be your every down tight end or, or two out of three or, or whatever it may be, it's just not going to be successful. I, I don't see how they can do that. And, frankly, they need a tight end. Gruden's system requires a, a dual-threat tight end and, and – Yes, Vernon Davis would technically, in my opinion, qualify as a dual threat tight end, but you can't trot him out there for you know thirty five games, uh, thirty five plays a game. Like you just can't. He won't. You could do it maybe in the first couple of weeks, but no way as the season progresses. Um, yeah. So with that being said, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the league at large here. Um, you can call this whatever you want, bold predictions, maybe not Super Bowl predictions. I don't want to get into that. But if there's one storyline that everyone's following and Manny, maybe I'll, I'll go to you first here. If there's one storyline or team that you're looking at and kind of interested to see how something plays out. Um, I mean, is there one storyline or one team that you're kind of focused in on uh, maybe in the division or outside the division that you're just kind of interested to see how or whatever they're doing just to see how they materialize and see what they can actually do, uh, you know, to the rest of the league. Is there one team that you're kind of somewhat interested in outside the skins? Um, well, I'll, I'll go with the storyline route, and the team is terrible, but I'm really, really interested in seeing um, what Andrew Luck is able to do as he comes back from his injury. Um, because if Andrew Luck is good, he's going to elevate the guys that are around him. But I'm, I'm just really interested in seeing if he can come back and be the star player that everybody expects him to be and, and 
flash the same flashes that he's had in the past. That's that's my storyline I'm looking at. All right, FP, is there one that you're uh, that you're kind of zeroed in on outside the skins? I got two two that I'll I'll hit really quick. Uh, one is going to be if Saquon Barkley will just come in Who? and Barkley <laughs> Saquon, <laughs> whatever man. If he comes in and takes the league by storm, and then the second one will be Case Keenum with Denver if he turns that team around and makes everybody in Minnesota want to punch themselves in the face. <laughs> mm. LP, how about you? That, that's a good one. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say that the New England Patriots take a big step back. I think they start to fall apart towards the middle of the season. I think this Belichick-Brady thing, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I just think that there's there's a lot going on there that maybe we don't know, maybe that's starting to get leaked out. I just think they take a, a huge step back. And I think a team that takes a step up, kind of off what FP said, um, the Browns. I think the Browns. Oh, uh, you stole uh, mine. You both stole mine. <laughs> I oh. said nothing about the Browns. No, I said but that you. On the last pod. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, so I got I got a couple myself here. I mean, I hard knocks, I'm, baby. I'm interested to see what Denver does with a quarterback that can actually run an offense because they still they're an older team, but they do have a real home uh, home field advantage. And they, I mean, you could argue that a, a a an upright quarterback that can throw the ball down the field would have helped them to a couple more wins and and you know make things interesting in the AFC West. So that's what I'm kind of loosely watching. The Browns to me, and and you guys killed me for this, but I told you. Uh, you know, I would have, I would rather have the Browns roster than the Redskins roster. And he goes, "Oh, you're crazy, Joe. Whatever." But you look at that roster. You look at what the talent that they got and the moves that they made, specifically at the skill positions, at wide receiver, the way they drafted a quarterback. You look at that team. They look when you win zero games and you win two or three, you're gonna be, you're gonna be heralded as heroes, right? So, I, I'm so curious to see what the Browns actually look like when you get, you know, uh, one of the best receivers in football back. Who can do everything? Literally everything. I, I mean, I'm really interested to see what Gordon does. They add speed on uh, to play opposite him. They, you know, they brought home um, what's what's his face? Carlos Hyde came home, right? He came back to Ohio to play running back. Like they got they got talent and depth everywhere. And frankly, they play in a in a pretty crappy division. The the Steelers are going to take take a step back, in my opinion. Ravens too. Um, and Cincinnati, nobody cares about them. So uh, that that's the that's kind of like the number one. The second one that I I just can't seem to get my myself away from is the uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Man, like you look at what they've done. They've spent money. They've retained their own talent. They've got our old or our supposed. They have the guy who should be coaching our team next. Basically, stepping in there and turning. Like literally making gold out of nothing. I mean, what he did with Goff and, and Gurley last season, and now adding as much talent as they have this offseason, it's either going to be a, a, a spectacular display of awesomeness, or it's going to be a you know a, a dumpster fire that that we can't look away, or a train wreck. You insert whatever Definitely analogy dump, you want. So. I'm going dumpster fire. I, I don't think so, I don't, man. I don't think so. I, I think, think they so. took a play a play from the Warriors. Uh, you know how to run a team. Bring in yep. a young coach who's a um, a stud. Bring in all these players. I don't know, man. I, I think they're going to be a good team. Manny, uh, Manny, before we uh, we let you off here and we we, we wrap the, the the show, am I crazy for wanting the Browns roster over the Redskins roster? Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> I would have to sit down and really examine it, but no, they have some studs. I Dude, mean, they're they're on, good. They, they're going to be so yeah, good. They drafted what top five for the past fifty they're, years? They're the Browns. <laughs> 
Exactly. He just said they drafted. Okay, the top you five wouldn't, for the past but 50 you years. would rather uh, look, man. It, that that team again. You win zero games or one game a season for several seasons. You don't got to win the Super Bowl. You just got to win a, a couple, and, and you're gonna you're on the right track. So. But do you, do you see what you're saying? We literally started this podcast by predicting wins for the Redskins. We're all saying, all right, around all right, donkey. But listen, hold on, hold on. But the Skins like, are playing in a the, the Skins are playing in a much two. more the Skins are playing in a much more competitive uh, division by far, by far. Really? Yes, yes, really. Yes, the Giants are a good team. I mean, Le'Veon the Eagles Dolan are a really good team. The, the Eagles just won the Super Bowl. And yeah, Lamar I mean, Jackson's going to be probably legit, probably starting quarterback in like week five. Um, I think the the Ravens actually picked up a few ex, extra players. Um, what they what they get? They got some big name receiver, right? Who cares about uh, the Ravens? Ryan, Ryan Grant or Michael Crabtree? <laughs> <laughs> or both? That's right. Yeah. So Ryan Grant snafu. Well, uh, well, look, uh, Manny, if you're open to it, we'd love to have you back. I mean, we're we're excited for uh, for you know the season to get started here. I think we're going to be down. I think we're going to get a chance to see the team up close and personal. Maybe get some interviews as well, but. Uh, we, we love your insight, and hopefully we can get you back on the show. We would love to have you back on the show. For everyone that's listening, uh, find the man online, Manny underscore Benton, on uh, Twitter, and I think across all social media platforms. Is that correct, Manny? That's correct. Thank you so much for making time for us. We really appreciate it. LPFP, final thoughts? Happy happy birthday, Stuart Scott. DC United is 1-0 and since Wayne Rooney has entered town. <laughs> I love the soccer plug. Manny, any final thoughts, Manny? Uh, no, man, I'm just I'm thankful for you guys having me on, and um, anytime, I, I would love to be back on. Thank you so much. So for Thanks, Manny, Manny, for FP, Edible. for LP, thank you guys. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for sharing your opinions with us. Uh, for those that are still listening, for the, everyone that's still listening, uh, find us across all social media platforms, DTC, Defeating the Curse. Let us know your thoughts, predictions, expectations, crazy storylines. We're open to hearing it all. Lots more Redskins content coming in the weeks to come. Hail to the Redskins. We'll leave it right there. Thank you so much for listening. This has been DTC. We are out.